Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we are going to continue our cautionary tales, but this one is a little bit more frightening. And as it is October, it seems like the right season for times of frightening allegories or frightening tales. What happened in this particular story is completely true. It happened in real life. It was in one of the social media groups that I happened to be a member of at this time. So sit right back, open up your big book of stuff, look for the section on cautionary tales, subsection plant identification errors and let's get started on again why proper plant identification is so important in this particular case a young woman was visiting and was in a garden and she was told that the owner of the garden had filled it with edible plants being the kind of person who just wanted a quick snack she decided to eat what looked like close to a carrot it was a root plant she pulled it up out of the ground by its frilly top but the top wasn't carrot like but it was frilly and took a few bites she said it tasted a little bit like parsley or dirt and then in a little while she began to not feel well at all and this was the beginning of a wild ride through poisoning. This was an immediate and urgent situation wherein the group had to help identify the plant, make sure that they were right about the identity of the plant by taste, by photograph, and by symptoms, and get the person not only to be able to convey what was happening to medical authorities but to ensure that the right treatment was happening. So let's get started with the nitty gritty of this. Now this particular plant is very close to what you might see in the wild carrot family if you didn't know what you were looking for. Okay, so this is another one of those uh, situations where if you're looking for wild carrot, you need to know what you're looking for. So if you're looking for wild carrot, I've told you on this podcast, the queen has hairy legs. Why do we need to remember this? Because Queen Anne's lace, which is the flower top of the wild carrot, has a hairy stem. Hello, Fluffy. Fluffy agrees. It also has 
a purple center in its cluster of blossoms, as well as like a little skirt, or as Black Forager calls it, a tutu under the blossoms. It's very important that you identify things properly. In this particular case, what the unfortunate young lady ate was not wild carrot. It was not Queen Anne's lace at all. It also had purple splotches along it. You may remember that one of the ways we differentiate hemlock from wild carrot, other than the blossoms, is that it has red uh, splotches on its stems, also known as the blood of Socrates. And that's a legend you can look into. But in this particular case, it had purple splotches, which is another reason you would know it was not Queen Anne's lace. Another thing, the top did not match a carrot top at all for wild carrot. So because of these clues, had the young lady been able to identify true wild carrot, she would not have made this mistake. The leaves of this plant were also reportedly slightly hairy. The side of the root itself did not look like wild carrot. The way that it branched off at the bottom did not look like wild carrot. The smell of it wasn't necessarily carrot-like, but more so like parsley. Again, not necessarily wild carrot. The plant itself had not gone to seed yet, so there was no way for her to look for the umbrella of seeds, I guess. But again, it's important to know what you're identifying. The leaf shape and the texture of the leaf would have been perfect clues to know that this was not wild carrot. It is critical to know what you have before you just eat it. Remember how I always gently uh, joke at you about don't just put things in your mouth? This is why this young woman messaged a group and she was literally in the beginning of the symptoms of serious poisoning. She saved her life by messaging herbalists online and trusting that the admins had the correct information as they are herbalists to be able to help her identify what she had consumed and how to ask for the correct treatment. So by now, because of the way that I've described it, I think you know what she ate. I think you're pretty, pretty certain what it was. That's right. If you guessed common poison hemlock, you would be correct. Because conium maculatum, or hemlock, has the red splotches. But guess what? When we say red, it's kind of like when we say red cabbage. It's purplish too, depending on how you see it. So, yes, she actually had eaten hemlock. And the next few hours were critical in her survival. 
when she rushed herself to the hospital, when she was rushed into the ward, she immediately requested, after trying to get triaged, a drink of activated charcoal. She did this even before she knew exactly what had happened. She drank the charcoal. She requested it. And at first, they were a bit hesitant to give it to her. But it's always critical to get these things started, the remedies, the curatives, started as soon as possible. Because time matters. Seconds count in these sorts of situations. The body doesn't pause as the damage is being done. So if you are in that situation, ask for charcoal immediately. By being able to consult with experts, people who are herbalists, who are botanists, she was able to find out what she had ingested and be able to convey to the hospital personnel what she needed treatment for in that case. However, as in many cases, she did not find a reception that was quite as welcoming to outside information as one would wish. And many people in the group had to instruct her on how to advocate for herself so that she could get proper treatment. Again, seconds count. So it's very important to try your best to avoid getting into that situation. But once you are, it is desperately important to know how to identify what it is you ingested. Bring the plant with you. Take photographs. Send them to poison control groups. And that way you'll be able to be active in your own life-saving procedures and situations. In this particular case, luck or good fortune was on her side. The divine, providence, God, deity, whatever it is you believe in, was on her side. A medical toxicologist had also joined the chat. And along with the other group of administrators, was able to help identify and help instruct or guide the person who had been poisoned through and navigate the difficulties that she was facing and getting the correct treatment and communicating what in actuality had occurred. Now I want you to understand that this was a success story. There are not any guarantees that the next time will be successful for the next person who ingests poison hemlock. But this time, this time the good guys won. So, I need to give you the name of the group to keep you safe. It's on Facebook. It's called Poisons Help Emergency Identification 
for mushrooms and plants. If you are going to go foraging, I strongly, from my whole chest, recommend you join this group and be ready to use it in the event that something like this happens to someone around you. And I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart for being there for that young woman. So how did it turn out? She is alive. She's alive and well and feeling better. So I need to give you some full disclosure about why I emphasized that she had to navigate her care more so than she might have. In this particular case, the first person that she had encountered was a nurse. And my mother's a nurse. I have the greatest respect for nurses. And I mean no harm in what I'm about to say. But nurses have a scope of practice, as do doctors. She had not yet been able to see the doctor when the nurse tried to help dictate what the treatment protocol would be before she had been seen by the doctor. This is where things began to fall apart. But luckily, the team in that group was able to help her be an advocate for herself and get to the proper stages and steps and people she needed to speak with in order to assure she received the correct level of care. It's vital that we give respect to all scopes of medical practice, but also to recognize that those different scopes of practice are different for a reason. So I thank everyone in that group. Uh, for you, for probably was riveting. And you might want to go find the group on Facebook and give them a thank you. But maybe not post in there directly in the threads as they keep that open for open cases only. Maybe message them through the admin. And I'll see you next time here. Safely and soundly on my magical cottage core line. Okay, friends, be safe out there.